the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All hail the Emperor LeBron. Yes, that would be LeBron James. I think they call him the king in the NBA, but nobody in America loves LeBron as much as he's loved in China. And that's his nickname in China, the Emperor. Believe it or not, lots of NBA players have nicknames in China. The NBA is hugely popular there. And that brings us to what we do here every Friday at this time. And now, it's time for the Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Yep, the Emperor is the big guy, and the Emperor is also the guy who has taken the lead on whether or not the NBA should continue playing games. And he's become Mr. Social Justice. He's deeply concerned about the mistreatment of minorities and thinks that he earned all the uh, uh, that he and all the NBA players need to stand up and be heard on the subject. Uh, the problem, of course, is that LeBron, the NBA, uh, Nike, and the Disney Corporation, that would be ESPN uh, and ABC, are all business partners with the communist government in China. And we have new information that we're going to talk about in our second half hour about China. Uh, the NBA, when told about slaves uh, making the jerseys that the players wear and then making Nike shoes also, and they, they, they actually pick cotton, the slaves do, that's used to make the jerseys that LeBron James wears in, his, in the games he plays. Well, uh, they said that they've expressed their concern, the NBA has. Uh, that The N NBA said that they're concerned, and they brought that to the Chinese government. And uh, the government told them that the workers were no longer being forced to work and were able to go home at night, and uh, nobody was forcing them to work in any of these um, these factories. Well, our information that you'll hear from our guests in the second half hour is that they are in the process of building, and have been for the last two or three years, gigantic prisons for minority Muslims, known as Uyghurs and other a couple other groups, and they're forcing them to work. That's called slavery. Uh, and the Emperor LeBron and many other players in the NBA... Uh, they have uh, social social sh sorry social justice messages on the backs of their shirts uh, that were made by slaves you know slaves actual people who are forced to work for no money and then not allowed to go home put in a compound and where do you hear the conditions they have to live in anyway uh, they're all afraid to speak out that's that is the NBA players about it because they make lots of money from that partnership between the league Nike and Disney. Of course, that injustice uh, is happening uh, far away, and not many people are paying all, much, all that much attention to it. And the millions of dollars that filter down to the players, including the emperor, Mr. James, uh, they, those dollars seem to spend just fine over here in America, dollars made on the backs of slaves in China. So for refusing to speak out about what the NBA and their partners are doing to people in China, the emperor, LeBron James, is this week's winner of the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. And when we come back after the break, I'm going to talk to a person who spoke at the Republican National Convention last night. She owns a company in Wisconsin, says that her company is probably only still in existence because of Donald Trump. And then in the second half hour, we do talk to somebody from across the pond in the U.K. She's the one who wrote the story about the new information on the rats in the Chinese government. And you'll see that what's going on over there right now makes the Soviet Union look like Shangri-La. Stick around. Uncle Tom is a movie that leftist Democrats don't want you to see, which, of course, is one big reason why you should want to see it. Uh, Uncle Tom stars Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Herman Cain, and Brandon Tatum. 
Now, they all share three things in common. They're courageous, they had a life-changing experience, and they are black conservative Americans. Something else they have in common? Their voices are the ones the leftists don't want you to hear at a time when so many desperately need to hear it. It's their stories of how their lives were changed when they finally figured out the truth. It's the story of black conservatives in their own voice. You can see Uncle Tom now on pay-per-view. Just go to UncleTom.com and download it. The stories that these courageous people have to tell will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. It's a story of redemption and hope. It's the story of America's black conservatives, and it's the truth. See Uncle Tom now. Just go to UncleTom.com. What happened to Carter Page should never happen to another American again. Page was a model citizen, a Naval Academy graduate, a successful businessman, and a cooperative source for U.S. intelligence services. But when Page became a supporter of Donald Trump, the FBI targeted him, spied on him, and persecuted him in a phony investigation. Now Carter Page is telling his story. In his compelling new book, Abuse and Power, Carter Page gives us the shocking details of being targeted by the Obama Administration Justice Department, how he was kept under surveillance, and then finally vindicated. Abuse and Power by Carter Page is the story of a private citizen caught up in a politically motivated spying operation intended to frame him. The Democratic Party, the mainstream media, and their allies in the Justice Department and intelligence services lied and perverted justice in order to destroy a duly elected president. Abuse and Power, How an Innocent American Was Framed in an Attempted Coup Against the President, is the new book by Carter Page. Available now at Amazon and wherever books are sold. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Dot com. Windows are us, Pittsburgh. Dot com. AM twelve fifty. The answer. AM twelve fifty. The answer. Dot com. Hey, John Stoggerwald here. I'm just here to tell you how much I love my pillow and how it's changed my sleep. Check out the new mattress topper. That's really amazing. Now, I don't know if I love my pillow or the my pillow mattress topper more. Get a my pillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. Now it comes with a ten year warranty. And a cover that's washable and dryable. And it's made in the USA and backed with Mike Lindell's 60 day money back guarantee. Just go to mypillow.com and save 30%. Use promo code STAG or call 800 716 8087. When you do, Mike gives you two standard MyPillows free. That's mypillow.com, promo code STAG or call 800 800- 716-8087. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. I didn't want to talk. She just sat with me. That was all I really needed. We got back, and of course we went to different cities. One day he called me out of the blue, and it's comforting to know that I always can count on him to have my back. We hadn't talked for a while, and then she texted me, and we went for a walk. She called me from time to time. I really didn't think I needed any help. I was away from my family during the holidays, and a friend invited me to their house for dinner. It really meant a lot. He knew I was having a rough week, so he asked me to go fishing with him. My friend knew that I didn't want to go out, so she brought me dinner instead. It took me from being really depressed to feeling like somebody cared to give me some hope. Just that one text. Be there. Your call. Your presence, your words, your support. Be there and help save a life. Learn more about preventing suicide at VeteransCrisisLine.net. Where are we headed? Globalism? A new world order? A singular government power? If we yield over and 
decide that America is not unique, it's not special, it's not extraordinary. We no longer are the United States of America. We're just a piece of a bigger government. And what about prophecy? Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, the world after Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and yours truly, Eric Metaxas. The Messiah will not arrive on Air Force One. Watch Trump 2024, the world after Trump on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Trump 2024. Go to SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024. That's SalemNow.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. Well, if you watched the Republican convention last night, you heard Debbie Flood speak. She's the president of Melron Corporation in Wisconsin. She says Donald Trump is good for business and Joe Biden won't be. Debbie joins us now. Debbie, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So uh, what do you make over there at Melcron out in Wisconsin? We we actually it's it, the it's a small foundry and machine shop. We pour mostly bronze alloys, and we make window and door hardware that gets sold to both co- uh, commercial aluminum and uh, residential window and door manufacturers. So it's interesting because you know everybody uh, we all use those things. We all have doors and windows, but most people don't pay any attention to where that stuff comes from. You just think you go to the store and they have it there, but you guys have to make it. Um, we, we're one, we're really one of the few companies left in the country who make hardware in the U.S. Oh, really? Yeah, I think you did mention yes. that in your speech last night. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why are you? Why do you? Why aren't there more companies doing it? Because it's mostly it, most of it's made in China. Actually, a lot of the a lot of the hardware business is owned by Europeans, but it's still it's it's still much of it manufactured in China. Um. So. If I so if I go out and I buy stuff for my house, whether it, whatever kind of hardware it might be, or um, uh, you know just uh, th- th- things that go with um, the drawers in my kitchen cabinet and all that stuff, is most of that stuff still made in China? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you said that you lost fifty percent of your business to China last night in your speech. Uh, you said you lost fifty percent of your business in the mid two thousands. Explain how that happened. How does that happen? I mean, you're out there running your company, and all of a sudden you you lose a lot of your business, and it's because of China. What happened was in those days, I, I took this business over uh, when my father passed away in 1996, and I actually built a, invested, reinvested. I built a new building in 2001. We moved in just after 9-11, so that was our first hit. Um, but in the mid 2000s, one of a window company decided that they wanted to buy cheaper hardware. They actually went to a foundry in China and got someone to make it for them. That person started selling hardware across the country to all of our customers. And I mean, it went it went in in about two years very, very quickly. Now, so why? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing the obvious answer is the labor cost, but why would it be cheaper for China to make it and still be cheaper after China makes it and ships it over here for the companies to buy it from them? When, when, when this happened, we, we started looking ourselves at some Chinese suppliers. And when I asked how to estimate the cost of a part, I was told to weigh it. The labor cost was so insignificant that they said just, Think, just consider the material cost as the cost of the product. So the, the, that has changed over the years. And obviously, you know, with, with, with the pressure that, that Donald Trump is putting on China, that, that's, that has changed again over the last several years. But, but at that time, it was, it was 50% of what our, what our cost was. And, and what did Joe Biden have to do with that? Uh, he was he was in Senate at the time and and was a, a supporter of the trade agreements that that brought the brought China into the World Trade Organization and gave them most favored nation trading status, I believe it's called, which I believe they still have. So mm-hmm. they're considered a third world country. So they still get preference over us in trade agreements. 
And what so um, you know, most people they hear about um, trade agreements, and most people, if they don't have a business, don't pay much attention to it. Uh, they just they go to the store and they buy a product, and they want to know how much it costs. Um, how how many businesses are affected by what appear would would be to most people something insignificant because they don't pay much attention to it? Well, I think I think um, since we import. Ver- a good percentage of what we make. I'm not really an expert on trade agreements, but since uh-huh. we import so much of what we make, virtually everyone is affected by them. And do tariffs help you or hurt you? Right now, tariffs are pretty neutral for us. <clears throat> we did bring in some product from China just I mean, when we got hit like this, we looked at ourselves and said, what are we going to do? And we did start importing some product from China and selling a, a, a lesser expensive Chinese product. <clears throat> but we've gone away from that over the last even 10 years. So the few things we import from China right now, we we pay a tariff on, but it's, it's, it's not significant. It's a little more significant to our to our aluminum window manufacturer customers. But honestly, most of the people I talk to are willing to, they're willing to take the hit from the short-term pain to for the long-term gain because in the end, dealing with China is so important to every American business. And uh, you mentioned in your speech that you uh, 3D printers kept helped kept you uh, keep you afloat. How's that work? Absolutely. Um, just before the recession, I uh, learned about 3D printing, and I I asked the the manufacturer if we could make if we could make patterns for sand foundries, which is what I have. It's a, it, we pour molten bronze into a sand mold, and um, if we could use a 3D printer to. That's not good. Hello. That's a dial tone. <laughs> that's obviously that's obviously not good. Uh, we lost uh, Debbie Flood. Uh, Mike can make uh, maybe she'll call back because she called us. We didn't call her, so I hope she um, I hope she knows she's off the air. Well, this kind of stuff happens. Uh, our uh, I guess in the second half hour uh, we uh, talked to from uh, all the way across the the pond in UK and we had no problem. So we'll see what happens. Maybe she'll call back, but. Uh, she mentioned that, um, you know, as I said, when, when, when there's a trade, when you hear about trade agreements, unless you're an economist or if you're really into that stuff, you don't pay a lot of attention to um, who says what about trade and NAFTA, and most people just don't pay attention to that. You want to know what your what the product costs when you go to the store to buy it. And uh, unless you're actually in the business of making things, you don't care that much. So, um, But she pointed out last night in her speech that um, who is president makes a big difference. And Donald Trump has made the difference. And, and Joe Biden wasn't president back uh, in the mid-2000s. But uh, before, before, he, uh, before he became uh, vice president, he was in the Senate, and that uh, affected it. So we, ha- we do have uh, Debbie Flood back. She's the uh, owner of Melron Corporation in Wisconsin. She spoke at the Republican convention last night. Uh, so what, what changed with Donald Trump? Why, why did Donald Trump and how did Donald Trump help you? Don, before, before Donald Trump, when we, when, when we had issues, the, the recession, uh, losing business to China, we felt like we felt as though we were on our own. Mm-hmm. We had to succeed despite government. And once, when Donald Trump was elected, we really breathed a sigh of relief because we knew government would be behind us. So the, changes in tax law, changes in regulation, just, just, the, just the idea that we had a president who was supportive of business, I think it gave everyone a sense that they could, they could move forward and plan for the future and, and, and invest in the future. Now, you know, we hear a lot about being in favor of fewer regulations, and uh, President Trump talks about it all the time. Can you give us an example of a government regulation that that might hold a business back like yours and and, and one that might show up again if somebody like Joe Biden becomes president? 
Well, there's an in, there's an interesting um, regulation that actually hasn't gone away yet, but it, it's a very good example of the kind of regulation that really doesn't make any sense. Um, there are alloys available right now that are antimicrobial. They kill bacteria and viruses in a couple of minutes, you know, on touch surfaces. And the EPA has has designated those pesticides. So for in order in order for us to produce products from these alloys, which are identical to the other alloys that we that we use, we have to be we have to be licensed as a pesticide producer. Which has is that a federal law? It's an EPA regulation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. EPA. It's a, just a very good example of you. You would have you could you could eat all the hardware in your house and really and still there is a tiny tiny bit of lead um, in in the metal, but but it it's a it's a regulation that really has no purpose. But it all but it has prevented companies in the U.S from using these alloys and producing products with these antimicrobial alloys because it's just the regulations are so onerous. I mean, you can imagine what you have to go through if you produce a pesticide. We as a metals producer have, have to follow all those same rules. And they're dumb. They don't, they're useless, basically. Yes, yes, yes. There really is, is no harm that could come from touching this metal. Good boy. Now, uh, what about tax cuts? Uh, President Trump is still saying he's uh, he's expecting more tax cuts if he gets reelected. Um, what? How do the tax cuts help you? I mean, obviously, you to don't have to pay as much in taxes, but aside from that, well, to be honest, the the the, the, the tax, the recent tax cuts that that the Trump administration um, did didn't have a huge impact on small business. But they had a they had an impact on the economy as a whole. They lowered taxes for corporations, and again, it's 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 for me that the current tax cuts have been more have have affected the business environment. Everyone's more positive. Everyone's willing to invest. Um, it also has lowered taxes for my employees. I think that's one of the things that if you know one of my points is the Democrats would like us to think that that that. The, the Trump economy only benefits wealthy people, and it simply isn't true. This, this economy has been good for me, but it has been even better for my employees. Our starting wage has gone up significantly. I mean significantly. We've started paying 90% of our employees' health insurance. Even during COVID, we gave a bonus to thank our employees for coming to work when it was very difficult. So it, it really is to me. It's it's just it's an it's it's a creating a business environment that's positive. How, how many employees do you have, Debbie? We just have nineteen right now. I mean, we 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 hover around twenty employees, so we're a very small business. Um, but we well, have, a, have it's a very cool business. It is awesome. I mean, we again That's... we 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 start with an ingot of metal. We buy small components, um, screws, pins, and, and we ship a finished product. So we make the product from start to finish. And again, we pour molten metal into a sand mold. So it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's very awesome. And you're making it from start to finish in America. Debbie, uh, congratulations on your speech last night. I'm out of time. Congratulations on your speech. And um, um, uh, let's hope that uh, Donald Trump is back to help you again after November. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Okay, that's Debbie Flood and Maid. In America, that actually means something. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The death toll from Hurricane Laura has risen to at least 11 now, and hundreds of thousands of people across Louisiana still without water and power. Officials said that those services could be knocked out for weeks or longer along parts of the Gulf Coast. Laura made landfall as one of the most powerful hurricanes to ever hit the U.S. The NBA playoffs resumed Saturday 
after the league and the National Basketball Players Association detailed the commitments that made players comfortable continuing the postseason. In a joint statement, the side said they will immediately establish a social justice coalition made up of players, coaches, and owners. And President Trump traveling to Manchester, New Hampshire this evening for a post-RNC rally. On Wall Street, stocks finishing higher. The Dow gained 161 points. The Nasdaq up 70. The S&P tacked on 23. This is SRN News. Audiences everywhere are saying Uncle Tom is a must-see movie. Fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. Excellent. Breathtaking. A movie that is changing hearts and minds. I really feel inspired. We're going to put up statues because of what this film may do. An eye-opening masterpiece of the real history of America. They want to cover up history. I didn't study that kind of stuff when I was in history. They are actively learning their history wrong. Why have you hidden this from me? Starring Larry Elder. And Uncle Tom is somebody who has sold out by embracing the white man. Candace Owens. I'm a black female. I should be at the top of the progressive stack. Brandon Tainter. They believe that I want to be accepted in the white community. Kind of like the house Negro back in slavery. And Herman Cain. As my late grandfathers used to say, I does not care. These are the voices of the movie Uncle Tom. Purchase now at UncleTom.com. Use promo code MOVIE for 20% off. If anybody doubted how strong America is, look at all we've been through in the past few months and understand why we're still standing. We're still standing because we believe in the bonds that bring us together. We believe in freedom and liberty. And we believe that after all we've been through, nothing can defeat us. So let's cheer as America gets ready to rebuild and remake our lives bigger, stronger, better than ever before. Keep it here to find out how. AM 1250. The answer. The journey to retirement can be scary and complicated. For comprehensive advice and guidance to navigate through the financial world, tune in to Lux on Your Retirement with the Synergy Group for current information and analysis on how to plan and finance your ideal retirement. Lux on Your Retirement, Saturday at 2 and Sunday morning at 9 on AM 1250, The Answer. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. J.W. Cole Financial and J.W. Cole Advisors are not affiliated with the Synergy Group Incorporated. Hi, this is Kirk Cameron from My Faith Votes. This fall, Americans are faced with what may be the most important election in decades, maybe ever. If we as Christians stay home and don't vote this November, our children's future is at terrible risk. The consequences will be to unfairly shift this country's massive burdens to our children and grandchildren. Each of us can do something to make a difference. We can vote. Make the pledge to vote. Visit MyFaithVotes.org today. That's MyFaithVotes.org. In these challenging times, what is really happening? Is there a force behind it all? If you believe in the freedoms that founded America, if you're looking for answers, go to ProfitToAmerica.com. That's ProfitToAmerica.com. And download the free book, A Fresh Wind. Is God using this pandemic to bring us back to our roots? Go to ProfitToAmerica.com. That's ProfitToAmerica.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Major delays on the inbound Parkway East Solid Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Outbound, also really heavy Boulevard of the Allies stacking up out to the tunnel. Parkway West, busy outbound Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie, but that's just a few minutes delay. Outbound Liberty Tunnels, got an accident to watch for after the bridge. West Mifflin flooding, Lebanon Church Road at Clareton Road, also in Mooncrest flooding, 65 at White Avenue. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Cloudy and humid with a thunderstorm around. Tonight's low 67. Saturday, cloudy and humid with showers and a thunderstorm. High tomorrow, 81. Saturday night, mainly clear, low 57. Partial sunshine on Sunday, high 75. Clouds and some sunshine on Monday, high 80. And Tuesday, high 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. 
I mentioned in the open as we were giving the, uh, the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week award to LeBron James that there is new information on just how evil the NBA's business partner in China is. Mega Rajakopalan uh, wrote about it at BuzzFeedNews.com, uh, and she joins us now. Mega, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me on. So uh, over here in the USA, the NBA um, is conducting a, uh, a massive campaign for social justice while also being a very strong uh, business partner with China. So this is interesting mm-hmm. to me. Uh, and, and so what new information do you have about China and its concentration camps for Muslim minorities? This is new stuff, right? Yes, definitely. Um, So we did an investigation uh, where we tried to document the locations of as many of these camps as we could find and try to find out a bit more about the government's uh, plans for its campaign against Muslim minorities in the far west of China. Um, So this is something that's been going on since late 2016 and 2017, but nobody has ever been able to document the full scope of the campaign. So we use satellite imagery to really calm all of the populated parts of the region. And uh, my co-author, Allison Killing, and I identified more than 260 structures built since 2017. So that's only in the last four years that have all of the hallmarks sorry, as fortified detention compounds. And these are really huge places. Uh, we found several that can, ha- uh, that can house more than 10,000 people and at least one that can house more than 30,000 people. And considering the government's history of uh, targeting ethnic minorities in the region for really mundane practices like praying at home, um, downloading banned apps like WhatsApp, for instance, um, it's a, it was a really troubling finding for us. Yeah, and... Um when you say a, a, a building that houses 30,000 prisoners uh, or a compound or whatever it is, um, compound, I don't know how yeah. many prisons we have in the United States that hold 30,000 people. That, that's, a, that's a big prison, isn't it? That's true. I mean, there are some prison systems in California, for instance, and a couple other places that that house more than um, 10,000. But mm-hmm. um, I haven't done all of the calculations, but I, my impression is that that's in a much larger area than what you would find in China. And the more salient point is actually that in the, the issue in China is that these people are being sent to these camps without any kind of legal process. Often they're not even arrested. There are no charges that are brought against them, that are told to them. The behaviors that they've engaged in that the government finds problematic are not even against the law in China. There is no law in China against um, downloading WhatsApp, for instance, or growing a beard. Um, But these are transgressions that are being held against people, and it's happening uh, because they belong to a particular ethnic or religious minority group and not because of anything that they've done in particular. And the government has said explicitly that the purpose of this campaign is to root out extremist thought. So what they're focusing on here is a perceived kind of ideology as a transgression instead of any actual crime. Well, a really scary quote that I saw in your piece uh, on BuzzFeed, uh, I think it was a, it might have been a Chinese official over there in Great Britain, over there in UK. Um, it says, uh, the quote was, it says, for vocational education and training centers in order to route out extreme thoughts, enhance the rule of law awareness to education, improve vocational skills and create employment opportunities. That sounds like a nice place. That's true. Um, that was actually the Chinese consulate in New York. Um, so the Chinese government has maintained for a couple of years, um, after first denying the existence of the camp altogether, they then started to say, actually, these places are for vocational training. These are schools. But um, in fact, like the interviews that I have done and all of the other journalists have done over the past four years with people who have actually been held in these facilities says the exact opposite. I interviewed 28 people in Kazakhstan just this year alone um, and in Turkey and other places who told me that when they were held in these facilities, well, first of all, they were taken there not by choice. Oftentimes they were held or they were they were taken there in a car with, um, you know, a bag over their head so they couldn't see where they were going and um, handcuffed and everything. And once they got there, they faced really horrific abuses, um, things like being beaten with a baton. Um, people described um, being tortured, uh, being held in solitary confinement for long periods of time. 
um, held in stress positions, deprived of hunger, or de- sorry, deprived of food, deprived of sleep. Um, all of these things are happening um, inside these camps, uh, which makes clear that their primary purpose is not um, education or vocational training, uh, but is to kind of confine and repress these particular minority groups. And, you know, here in the Western world and in the uh, civilized world, um, it's, um, you, you picture a prison for, uh, is for people who have committed crimes. And as you said, the, they have committed no crimes. Uh, this is based on ethnic, ethnicity and religion. Uh, you mentioned things like engaging in prayer. Um, you're just hauled away based upon the, the way you look, the way you act, and what you believe. Uh, yeah, that's that's more or less accurate, unfortunately. Um, that's sort of the picture that's come out um, over several years of this program's existence. Now, when questions were raised about the NBA's relationship with China here and their sponsor, Nike, uh, selling products made by actual slaves, um, they said that they, they tried to uh, weasel out of it by saying the Chinese government had since uh, assured them that the Uyghurs, which is one of the major groups that they uh, that they've been um, ethnic, ethnically uh, eth- trying to cl- cleanse, uh, you know, trying to get rid of uh, what I'm trying to say. But anyway, th- they were leaving the factories, they said, the Uyghurs and going home every every day. Should anybody believe that? Well, it's sort of complicated. Um, you know, it's, it's become clear that um, forced labor has become a factor. We didn't get into this too much in the story, but um, we did notice that a lot of the compounds that we documented had these blue-roofed buildings that are factories. I personally interviewed three people who talked about forced labor. Either they had witnessed these factories being built and they knew that other inmates in their camps were being sent there, or they actually had to work there themselves. Um, I interviewed a woman in Kazakhstan who was, because she had a background in, um, in the garment industry, she was basically forced to work as kind of an instructor at one of these factories. And she told me that she was never paid for her time. And, um, you know, none of the women that had worked in this factory that were making garments uh, were paid for their time in any way. They were forced to work there. Um, they were confined there. They could not even use the bathroom without requesting a key fob from a supervisor. Um, I think the, the issue here for American companies that don't want to have forced labor in their supply chains is that they need to actually um, have the ability to audit their factories and make sure that their workers are being paid appropriately and are, you know, are are being treated in accordance with international labor norms. And because Xinjiang is such an opaque and closed place um, in which to do research for just about anybody, it's really impossible for a lot of these companies to be able to determine that their supply chain is in fact free of forced labor. And of course, an assurance from the Chinese government is probably not the most reliable indication of that. So I can see why uh, Nike and a lot of these companies have faced so much criticism. Yeah, they, they, I think they get it deservedly. I mean, you just described someone being uh, forced to work with no pay. Uh, I don't know about you, but where I come from, that's slavery. That's, what that, that's, yeah, that's the I, definition of it. More or less, yeah. And, uh, that, and so their, their shoes that the make, the Nike, I, I had Gordon Chang on. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's written a lot of mm-hmm. uh, books, books about China, and he said that, uh, that there are 8 million uh pairs of shoes in uh, in china are made by slaves and the uniforms that the nba players wear uh made with cotton picked by slaves i mean it's sounds way too familiar and uh, that's why i have this issue with the nba uh and their supposed uh concern over um the way people are treated and and justice and all that and that they they need to i just think they need to sever their ties with china altogether for them to have any credibility on the subject, based on what I read in your story and what you're saying here, um, but but um, so what about you mentioned the living conditions? But there's also a, a part in your story about the Chinese government. They they keep 25 million people under constant surveillance. How do you do that? Yeah, that's um, that's a really 
good question. That's the other aspect of the crisis in Xinjiang. So in Xinjiang is made up of yeah something like 25 million people. About half of those are Uyghurs, Catholics, and other Muslim ethnic minorities. And the other half are Han Chinese people, which is the dominant ethnic group in China. And um, basically, in the like since 2017, they have implemented there a very kind of pervasive and a forceful campaign of digital and physical surveillance. So what that looks like on the ground is there's basically roadside checkpoints anytime you want to leave a town or leave a village uh, where there's like airport style security. They have facial recognition cameras there. Um, and a lot of times they'll do, if you're an ethnic minority, they will do spot checks of your phone. So I've seen this happen myself. Like you go into these checkpoints and sometimes there's two lines, one for Han Chinese people and the other for everybody else. And if you're a Muslim minority, they'll go through, they'll have you open up your phone, they'll go through it and look to see like what kind of photos you have, uh, whether you have any apps that you're not supposed to be having. And all of this has been documented as well by Human Rights Watch, which discovered that there's, um, there's a kind of centralized system that the Chinese government is using, um, where they plug data in about individuals, like all kinds of things like your electricity usage, um, your travel patterns, who you communicate with, as well as all the stuff that you have on your phone. And these factors are, are used by the government um, to help make decisions about who gets detained and who gets to remain free. Um, and um, I think that's one of the scariest things about this campaign, because these people, um, you know, even when they're released from these camps after a period of, you know, several months to a year, it's not like they're totally free. They go back to their home, and a lot of times they'll be under house arrest or under town arrest, uh, where they have to seek uh, permission from police to even be able to leave their town. So this is why a lot of people have likened the situation in Xinjiang to an open-air prison. It's not something that just begins and ends with the camps and prisons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, these are the people that are making the uniforms for the players who are wearing uh, social justice or putting social justice messages on the back of their jerseys made by slaves. That's pretty amazing to me. But um, now uh, you said that or I, I saw that there's a, a part two to your story here uh, to this investigation. I didn't get to that. What's in part two? And we're talking, by the way, to Mega Raja Gopalan. She's a, uh, a one of the co-authors of this piece at BuzzFeedNews.com about what's going on in China. So what's coming up? uh, What should I be looking for there in uh, part two of your investigation? So part two um, delves sort of deeper into the experience that people have in the camp. So this is largely based on interviews that I did with former detainees. So, um, you know, a lot of these people uh, were like what we found through all of these interviews is that there are a lot of common experiences to these people's stories. It sort of shows that this is really a top down kind of pretty systematic, like well orchestrated campaign by the government. Um, people are sort of detained in very, very similar styles. Um, everybody pretty much went through a kind of medical examination and like a very long interrogation before they were detained. Um, people had very similar experiences, um, you know, down to very small things like inside these camps. Um, you know, several women told me that their hair was forcibly cut to chin length. Um, I'm sort of unclear on why they do that, but um, it is something that a lot of women talked about. Um, women talked about, um, you know, being forced to take birth control. Um, you know, there was, of course, lots of stories about interrogations and, um, you know, being forced to learn certain things. Um, stories about the surveillance cameras that are present inside the camps, um, which is, of course, common for prisons. But um, again, like these people did not commit a crime. Um, so I think the purpose of the second piece was to really illustrate the kind of cost of this program, that, that there is a, a real genuine human cost um, to allowing this to continue happening. Well, if you anybody who reads this story, uh, Mega, uh, would uh, to me anyway, um, it makes China, uh, when you look at this, China looks like uh, Shangri-La compared to the old Soviet Union. I mean, it's the largest internment uh, uh uh, exercise since World War II, the largest number of people, as you point out in the story, that is not a very nice place over there. Yeah, I mean, I, I lived in China for a long time. I have a deep love for Chinese culture, and um, there are many wonderful people who live in China who want to make the country better, but this particular um, 
policy by the Chinese government has been enormously destructive to, um, you know, some 12 to 15 million people. Well, um, I appreciate you coming on with me, uh, Mega, and uh, it's really interesting stuff. I suggest everybody who's following what's going on in sports right now uh, should kind of tie this together because China is a big uh, partner with uh, the NBA um, and Disney, which is ESPN, uh, so and Nike and pl- people like that. So it's, uh, I think it's very important stuff, and I really appreciate you coming on, Mega. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, that's Mega Raja Gopalan, and we will be right back. Where are we headed? Globalism? A new world order? A singular government power? If we yield over and decide that America is not unique, it's not special, it's not extraordinary. We no longer are the United States of America. We're just a piece of a bigger government. And what about prophecy? Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, the world after Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024, with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and yours truly, Eric Metaxas. The Messiah will not arrive on Air Force One. Watch Trump 2024, the world after Trump on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Trump 2024. Go to SalemNow.com to watch Trump 2024. That's SalemNow.com. You open the basement door and there it is. The laundry basket is calmly floating by. The lake is not supposed to be there. But that's what can happen when you wait too long to clean the gutters. Now, think about the recent market crash. Is your retirement plan underwater? Now might be a good time to clean up your retirement plan and maybe even get some gutter guards. Beth Andrews and the team at Networth Advisors are clearing their schedule to help as many families as possible get through these uncomfortable times. Call 800-426-1428 to schedule a call or virtual meeting. There can be opportunities even in times like this. Connect with Beth Andrews and the team at Networth Advisors. 800-426-1428. That's 800-426-1428. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. I'm United States Surgeon General Jerome Adams, America's doctor. And all across our nation, we've taken steps together to slow the spread of coronavirus. Now we must continue to take personal responsibility to protect ourselves and our loved ones. Because even though not all of us risk a severe case of coronavirus, we all risk getting it and spreading it to others, maybe without even realizing that we're sick. So if we want to get back to school, back to work, back to worship, and back to overall health, there are things our country needs to do. We need to follow state and local guidelines. Take extra precautions if at higher risk. Wash our hands frequently. Stay six feet from others when we can. And when we can't stay six feet from others, please, I'm begging you, wear a face covering. These small actions will make a big difference. So I'm asking you to say it with me, America. Coronavirus stops with me. You can learn more at coronavirus.gov. Produced by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services at taxpayer expense. What happened to Carter Page should never happen to another American again. Page was a model citizen, a Naval Academy graduate, a successful businessman, and a cooperative source for U.S. intelligence services. But when Page became a supporter of Donald Trump, the FBI targeted him, spied on him, and persecuted him in a phony investigation. Now Carter Page is telling his story. In his compelling new book, Abuse and Power, Carter Page gives us the shocking details of being targeted by the Obama administration Justice Department, how he was kept under surveillance, and then finally vindicated. Abuse and Power by Carter Page is the story of a private citizen caught up in a politically motivated spying operation intended to frame him. The Democratic Party, the mainstream media, and their allies in the Justice Department and intelligence services lied and perverted justice in order to destroy a duly elected president. Abuse and Power, how an innocent American was framed in an attempted coup against Against the President is the new book by Carter Page. Available now at Amazon and wherever books are sold. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. 
Rodney, you may have seen the video of what uh, Rand Paul had to go through last night when he uh, left the uh, the speeches, the, the the convention at the White House. Um, he um, he was really uh, accosted by a bunch of people, idiots, mostly. I look at them. They, I think they're mostly children. Some of the uh, the guys. I don't think their voices have changed completely yet. Uh, they're idiots and clueless. But uh, there's maybe something serious, more serious. Paul said. Uh, Rand Paul said afterwards. He said, "I believe there are going to be people who are involved with the attack on us that actually." Well, he was with his wife. Uh, I believe there are going to be people who are involved with the attack on us that actually were paid to come here and are not from Washington D.C. and are sort of paid to be anarchists. This is disturbing because really if you're inciting a riot, that's a crime. But if you're paying someone to incite a riot, that person needs to go to jail as well. He said the attack isn't normal. There's nothing going on here saying uh, there's something going on here, I should say. He says the FBI needs to be involved. This is an organized interstate racket. My feeling is that there is interstate criminal traffic being paid for across state lines, but you won't know unless you arrest them. Otherwise, you just think, oh, these are some normal hoodlums from a big city. He said, I promise you that at least some of the people who attacked us were not from D.C. And he says the FBI should arrest and question demonstrators. This is interesting because uh, a guy named Eric Matheny, who I follow on Twitter, he's an attorney, he does a podcast. Uh, he's got about 100,000 followers on Twitter, so he's, he's got a pretty good following. He said, after 93 nights of rioting, this is along the same lines of what Paul is saying, after 93 nights of rioting in Portland, it was surprisingly quiet. Kenosha as well. This anomaly falls in line with Democrats finally realizing that rioting is killing them in the polls. So the question must be asked, who called off the dogs? This is a highly organized effort. That's what uh, maybe the FBI, which is, uh, you don't hear much good about the FBI these days. Uh, this would be something for the FBI to get involved in and find out how much of this is true what uh, Rand Paul and this uh, and what Eric Matheny have said because um, um, it it is pretty ugly what you're seeing in the streets of D.C. I think uh, and I think I've said this before from what I see uh, so, uh, 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 canines uh, dogs you you see some of these um, these uh, these uh, rioters forcing their way toward the cops and maybe uh, colliding with them. They wouldn't get within a hundred feet of them if they had about six, eight, ten nasty, mean, mad German shepherds. Those people wouldn't come anywhere near them. I don't know what happened to dogs, but I like them. I'd like to see them be used there. I'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks for listening this week. Thanks to Mike and uh, Darren for uh, helping out, and I'll talk to you then. See ya. John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.